welcome to the Mana Pool. This is episode 302 of the Mana Pool, and we are joined this week by a very special guest, Dirk! Yay! Yay! Oh, we only missed one ep- Dirk on one episode, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I-, I really thought you were doing a thing there, but... I take that back. Dirk is not special. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. It was like, weren't there two we didn't have him before in a row? Maybe not. No, I don't. No, this is 302, so, and I missed 301. He was here for 300, yeah. He wasn't here for the second half. Yeah, which ended up being the second half. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, well. Feedback from episode 300, now that it's up, you know, and all that, has been overwhelmingly positive. But I get the feeling those are like our listeners, like, yeah, as those, opposed those to are the, those people that don't listen to us that, you know, give us feedback. Well, you know, when I say listener, I mean like our core listeners, the ones who have been listening for a while and love it. Well, although that's not true. We had a bunch of people who say they haven't been listening for a while and still enjoyed 300, so, huh. It's in them yeah, down memory it's, lane. It's not just the same group. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, right, we should finish the intro. So, this is 302. Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the lead rambler. And, uh. (laughs) Shut up. We're brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com. Better way to buy and sell collectible card games. I'm Chewy, the lead dork. Now, Brian, who are you, lead rambler? (laughs) Well, there you go. Who else is here? Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy. And I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group. I think I've got the longer title. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Lead dork. Lead rambler. That's longer. Uh, rules guy, game lore guy. That's longer. So is that why we have the order of intro that we do? (laughs) Is it it length of title in uh, ascending? (laughs) Perhaps. Each one is a little longer than the one that came before it. I'm going to have to start changing to lead pontificator and spinner of words. God. (laughs) Then you have to go last. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. If we don't switch, yeah, it up, I couldn't do that. I guess I couldn't do that. So, never mind. Okay then. So, right now, what? Well, it's kind of been a bit of a slow week, by which I mean, oh God, it hasn't been slow at all. But for me in the mad, for me in like Magic World, it's been a bit slow. Ooh. Like no tournaments or anything. You know, I I didn't do any tournaments, so. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about except for our main topic. So are we going to get right to the main topic, or was there some sort of news? Oh, let's check the arcana. I guess the only things that have happened are, um, let's see, Journey into Nyx was uh, officially announced with, uh, Offic- yeah. with, with the, the um, expansion symbol and all the all that associated info. Ooh, what's that yeah. look like? Do, 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 do. That looks like something I've seen before. What does that look like? Yeah, it, it looks like that um, that uh, uh, offering altar on the shrine to Nyx. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, it looks like another symbol. It looks kind of like the um, Thero symbol. Oh, uh, no, it's something else. The uh, the Innistrad symbol. The second one from Return to uh, No, from Scars of Mirrodin. The Dark Steel one. What? Da- not Dark Steel. <laughs> but, uh, Mirrodin besieged. Doesn't symbol? it? Huh? Does it not? Well, maybe to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, it it's coming, and oh, you know it'll doesn't... be here next year. Like as we're gonna come back from the new year, and it's gonna be like, hey, previews. Oh goody! And well, then, be uh, the gods. Oh, that's right. Sorry, they all start to blur together. Um, really do. Pro Tour uh, Journey into Nyx is going to be 
Theros Block Constructed and Theros Block Draft. And the uh, Pro Tour qualifiers for it will be standard qualifiers, and they will start in a couple weeks in December. So if you like standard, then go give it a shot. I don't really like standard. Then sit at home and mope about it. Oh, I man, I wish I liked mm. standard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so while we're on the subject of tournaments, I have decided sort of hastily and at the last minute that I'm going to go to uh, DC. GP DC. So the plan is to try to get this posted before I get there, but I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah. I went to DGP DC. <laughs> Unless you couldn't at the last minute, in which case you didn't. In which GP case DC. I didn't. <laughs> but that's fun to say GP DC. It is. So that's that's the plan. It's a legacy GP. It's the only North American legacy GP, so I'm hoping there will be a good turnout and I can do another three questions. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So last night, I did not record Monday Night Magic due to drama. Uh, luckily, Clues and Jack uh, handled it for me. But when I got home at around 10 o'clock or so, I finished putting together uh, episode 301, <coughs> which I'm going to post as soon as we're done. And I finished putting together the second three questions Pittsburgh. Yes. Holy crap. I uh, know. That was like five years ago. Uh, it was March, actually, <laughs> which was like five years ago. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome. So hopefully you guys are, have already listened to that. I, I hope I, I get it up by then. <laughs> oh. And, uh, yeah, it got me all excited to work on the next GP Pittsburgh. I probably won't, but, you know, sounded good. <laughs> it's one of those goons in charge of the new MTG cast going to actually put into place that thing where you don't have to do all the work. <laughs> Never. Never. Okay. That's what I thought. Since they don't listen to the show, I actually started up an angry, indignant, I will murder you all in your sleep email. And Scott was sitting here egging me on. And it got pretty bad. And then before I hit send, I looked at it again and I said, sweet mother of God, I can't send this. Rationality kicked in. Thank goodness. So yeah, what we're talking about, uh, the owners of MTG, the new owners of MTG Cast said that November 1st was their target date for all the new stuff so that I would have free time again. Huh. Yeah. It's and that now. included, yeah. That yeah, that included, included oh, go ahead. portal that would let. Uh, a portal that would let the podcasters for each show log in and upload all the necessary stuff for an episode to be posted. And then there'd be like some minimal amount of someone looking at it and making sure everything was in place before it was posted. So it'd be, so all the, so the, the, the biggest part of the work would be offloaded to the actual podcasters. But yeah. it, it sounds has- too good to be true. Yeah. And it's now the 12th and I have heard not word one about it. So. At least they haven't gone back and uh, retconned the announcement about it to make it seem like, oh, no. Mm." I hate retcons. (laughs) Retcons are a slap in the face. Might as well just own up to it. Maybe that's why I don't read comics. Crisis of Infinite Bull. (laughs) Oh. But I looked at the upcoming GP schedule, and GPDC is this weekend. It's the only one nearby for a long time. There's Richmond in March. So I'm probably going to go to that because it's right there, you know, unless I'm broke or dead or something. And yeah. then there's one in Atlanta in like May or June, but I don't know because it's Atlanta. Yeah, it's kind of pushing it. So I don't know. What's the format? That's uh, always my question because I not see. I don't play, so I don't care. So I don't look. <laughs> well, that will affect whether you're going alone or someone might come with you. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's up to you guys, because uh, <laughs> so I think Richmond that? was modern. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you thought the Richmond was modern. That's yeah. what you told me in the text. When I said, quote, what's, what's the, the format? format? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, look it up. Hey, if we pay extra for the super fast shipping, we can get you a budget legacy deck for this weekend. Yeah, let me get right on that. <laughs> I have a set of true name nemesis size to see. It is worth mentioning that uh, Commander 2013 came out, what, not not last Friday, but the Friday before that, the first, right? And Chewie went out and bought five, one of each one, and Mike went out and bought five and one of each one, and I eventually ended up buying five. One of the Banton, four of the of the um Grixis one. <laughs> but in my defense, before it make I'm I make it sound like a I'm a complete tool. I bought all of them at Target or Walmart. So I play I paid MSRP for all of them. Yes, I figured that one would hold its value best. And aside from the obvious Merfolk guy, I didn't buy any of Commander two thousand whatever the last one was. So Really? Like I didn't buy any of it. Mm. I, I bought a couple. I bought or trade for a couple things. Like I w- really wanted to make a Damius Age of Stone deck, so I trade for that, oh. and then one or two of those other things, those sorts of things. So I had literally no command towers. So congratulations! Now I have more command towers that can go in X. So like command towers, soul rings, baleful strix, all these great. Um, staples that I just did not have, and now I have lots of them, and it actually helps that I don't have five new decks because I can concentrate on the decks I already have. So huh. self justification over. Yeah. Well, that's better than like out here. I went to the Target, went to the Walmart. They have nothing. Give it time; they're going to restock before too long. It's got to have something to do with like the closeness of card shops, because I swear Kernersville has. Well, actually, I haven't looked here in Kernersville, huh? But um, Winston, there's no card shops anywhere in Winston that I know of. And I'm pretty and sure I, I know had, of any by now. And I have had s- some decent success in Winston-Salem. Yeah, I bought mine, as I said last week, I think, on day one in Winston at Target. And then I was in Walmart last night and saw them there, two of each. And I was like, should I? But no, I shouldn't. Shut up. No. <laughs> and I, I actually called and texted Chewy because I forgot that yesterday... Uh, I mean, I had their courts were closed because it was Veterans Day. I kind of forgot that other people had to work. Carrie had to work for a half a day, and so I was like, uh, it, it was after five but before six, and I was like, I walked into a Target with Carrie, and she was looking at something else. I'm like, holy crap, this one has like three of all of them, and I'm like texting Chewy and calling Chewy, and I'm like, I'm getting ready to leave, you know. Uh, give yeah, me a call some back of us have it. crappy jobs and have to work on Veterans Day, so so uh, he, he got back. He's like, are you okay later? Yeah, but you don't have a crappy job. <laughs> well, he tried to call. He tried to call me back later. He's like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" Because I didn't go into what it was about because I didn't want to rub it in his face. So I just left him these messages saying, "Call me back." And uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, call me when you get this. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't even have my phone on. I shouldn't have seen that you uh, sent me that. Damn it! What? <laughs> and he's like, "You want to come in? No, I don't want to come in." <laughs> I did appreciate it, though. I figured he would. <laughs> oh, well. So, let's talk about something not magic. Uh, so, the show's 10th, 6th uh, uh, birthday, and the old man's, my old man is now 69 years old. Holy crap, he's old. Mm. And the show is 6 years old. So, what is that? A th- uh, that's a 13th? <laughs> no, I can't do math. What is that? What? 
Six, two, six, and it's what's half a thirteen? Um, five and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, there we go. Six is there. We go. We are uh one eleven and a half of his age, but. <laughs> I'm so glad we figured that out. But anyway, uh, for his birthday, I took him out to Outback and had a had a fillet. And I honestly don't eat steak when I'm out somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm out somewhere, I'll get like a the, the all of the steak places have a chicken covered in cheese and barbecue sauce and stuff. You know. Yeah. Usually, I just get that. But I grabbed a fillet with the old man, and oh my god! It's it's nice. Every once in a while, it's real nice. I like to treat myself to a filet every now and then, yeah. Filet mignon, medium rare. My mo- my mom swears that it was the first words out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, Makes me was... sound a bit like a snob, but yes, it's good. It's so good. So yeah, that hey. was that was fun. Hey Chewy, my parents were in town this weekend. Guess where we went on Friday night? Outback. It starts with canned pie and ends with canned pie. Dang it, man! And you didn't invite me. Nope. I like your parents. <laughs> I'll be sure to let them know. Yay. Hi, Brian's parents. They're not listeners, though, so never mind. (laughs) Right. Back to what we were talking about, which was your other things. So, uh, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You're going to GPDC. Going to GPDC, and... You've been there already. Ooh, Prilliman. Prilliman asked me how far I was from Charlotte. I was like, I don't know, like an hour and change? Why? He's like, because I think I'm going to go to the SCG Open in Charlotte in March. And I said, woohoo! So, oh. hey guys, we gotta go to the open in Charlotte in March so we can see, uh, B-Prills. Kinda like yeah, the one that, kinda like the one that Mike and I went to last weekend. Yeah, but you don't see classic. Okay. Yeah, that one sucked because Brillman wasn't there. Exactly. And we lost really hard, but and that's beside the point. And it was a classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that sucked for three reasons. <laughs> Prillman not being there is the foremost one though, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Enough of that. Let's talk about something else. Um, I still like big butts, but I probably could lie. <clears throat> I think I've heard you do it before. Not about that, though. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Should we... So which one do we want to do first? We should probably do the uh, the old versus new first, shouldn't yes, we? Yes, let's do it. Yay! So well, we've got Dirk with us. So yay. last week we did Boros because we couldn't do Demir because it had blue in it. And we couldn't do Gruel because it had green in it. And we couldn't do Simic because, holy crap, Dirk would kill us. <laughs> <laughs> you think attacking Dirk first is bad. No, 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 <laughs> no. Dirk may be the greenest man alive, but if he's pressed into two colors, it's green and blue. Oh, it's totally green and blue. There's not even a question. And the funny thing is it used to be green and white. It used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a difference between the colors that maybe feel like you play with more and the colors that you more actually identify with, the colors that you that actually suit your playing style better. And I think as you've grown and become a, a, a known more about yourself and how you play, you've gravitated toward blue rather than white. Yeah. So, Simic. So, Simic. Has anyone looked up the... Has anyone done the circuit yet? Oh, yeah, done it a while ago. Sorry, oh, here you go. I'm glad somebody did. <laughs> Look, Brian is on the ball. <clears throat> Yay, the ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> mechanics. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike and his yay ball completely, completely threw me. Um, so, so what was the mechanic for Simic back in original Ravnica? Ball? Uh, no one. Oh, it was Graft. <laughs> It was graft. 
Hey, that's why no one cares. And grand is terrible. What? Oh, oh my god, this is going to be a fun discussion. So, <laughs> Graft. Graft was on mostly creatures, but... Mostly creatures, but also, not exclusively. Also, a land. Was there anything else that had Graft? Well, actually, I think land the land land. was... The land was not until Future Sight. Really? Oh, it was. Yeah, that, that was only printed in Future Sight. Well, I'll be damned. So, it was right, just... So I believe all... Just on creatures. Looks like it's just creatures. Okay. So, uh, creatures with Graft, they had Graft and a number. Like, for instance, the first one I see here is Aquastrand Spider. Of course, that's the first one I see. Thanks. But uh, it's got graph two. And the reminder text says, this creep... Uh, let me read the reminder text in the... This there creature enters. This, there you go. Enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you may move a plus one plus one counter from this creature onto it. And apparently, playing with graft on Moto was a bitch. Because every time a creature pops up, hey, you want to... No! Hey, you... No! Yeah. Yeah, you've got a graph creature out, uh, or the land, and the opponent plays an Avenger of Zendikar, and it triggered, and you're like, do you want to put a counter on? I'm like, no. And it's like, alright, creating eight sapling tokens, or, or plant tokens, for each one, hey, do you want to put this here? And you know, you can simply yield to it until end of turn, and that, what that means is you're, you're allowing the trigger to resolve each time, you still have to click yes or no, but you can just keep pressing, keep your finger hovered over the no button. Um, so you, you kind of get used to it, but yeah, it is a bit of a pain. Yeah, and and I've I've read um, uh, Wizards folks involved in design and development saying that though they designed Graph that way so that they could design cards like Cytoplast Manipulator, or maybe you want to put the plus one plus one counter on something you don't control. If they if they knew how uh, aggravating and um, stupid it would end up being on MTG Online. They wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> They've said that. Although I really do appreciate that they did do it, do it that way in this mm-hmm. world of like strictly better only affects your stuff sort of things. It's good that we still have some effect that allows for a little more creativity. Yeah. You gonna live there, B? Yeah. Okay. You sort of had it. I had something stuck in my throat there for a second. But See, you're gonna die. Oh my god. No die. So, you so just kept soldiering through it. So that's graft. What do we have in the uh, return? Is it still graft? It's yes. not still graft. It might as well be. It's the same. It, it's pretty close. No, it's not. <laughs> it's still plus one, plus one counters. Oh, so that's exactly the same thing. Yeah, so whenever creatures enter the battlefield. It's called Evolve, and it's plus one, plus one counters, so it's basically just graft. <laughs> I think everyone out there knows it's how Evolve works. similar, yeah. Well, explain it real quick, Mike, Mr. Rules Guy. All right. The fast way to explain it is that um, uh, so a creature has evolved, and whenever a bigger creature enters the battlefield under your control, you can put a plus and plus one counter on the creature with evolve. And bigger here means that it either has greater power or greater toughness. Not necessarily. Not necessarily both, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. need both. Right. That's actually a very intuitive and straightforward way of explaining it. Yay, Mike. Yeah. That sucks. Uh. <laughs> So, Graft gives you a set number of plus one, plus one counters to play with by itself, mind you. Right. Without any shenanigans. It gives you a set number of plus one, plus one counters to play with, and that's that's what you got. Yeah, and the creatures usually cost it pretty fair. Yeah. Usually. And and then whenever another creature comes in, you can only move one at a time. I mean, you can have more than one creature with Graft out, but if you have one creature with Graft, you can't move, and let's say it's got two plus one, plus one counters on it, 
you can't move two counters over. You can only move one at a time. So that's significant, I think, in the discussion. Yeah, there was something that went along with Graft that doesn't appear on every creature with Graft, but on the grand majority of them, um, it also has some kind of ability that can affect creatures with plus one, plus one counters on them. Right. An example of that would be Vigian Graft Mage, which has Graft, and then it has a second ability, pay one colorless and a blue, untap target creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So you move that counter over there, to, to this new creature, and then you now have the ability to untap it at will. Yeah, and and that part of the the association with Graft was was trying to express the way that the Simic um, manipulated and experimented uh, genetically. Right. And like and so so you could basically uh, you know start sharing and pasting abilities back and forth between your creatures. Yeah, and I like the fact that they're on, those sorts of abilities are on creatures with graft because they're never dead, because you can always just use it on the creature itself, the creature with graft, as long as it's still got at least one plus one plus one counter on it. And I think pretty much all of them, I'm not, maybe not 100% certain of this, but I'm pretty sure all of them are base zero zero. So. All of them are base zero zero. Okay. So they, um, so you can always use that ability on itself. If you need to. It's never completely dead. Yeah, and I like the way, uh, like Brian said, it wasn't just your creatures, and they printed the Cytoplast Manipulator mm-hmm. just for something like that. Cytoplast Manipulator has Graph 2, and you can pay a blue and tap it to gain control of target creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it, as long as Cytoplast Manipulator remains in play. So you could, hey, you've got a big dude over there. When it enters the battlefield, I'll give it a plus one, plus one counter because I am truly selfless. Give me that! <laughs> yeah. So that gave you another thing to do with Graf. Yeah. You know, like with Helium Squirter, you could give something over there flying so the hurricane would kill it. Yeah. But whatever, yeah. yeah. Or and you of course give one of the teammates some help. Sure. And of course one, one of the all-stars, um, especially in... Limited, but I think, you know, in, 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 uh, like, I've, I've certainly played with it in Simic base decks before, is the Plaxcaster Frogling, because it has pay two target creature with a plus one plus one counter on it, can't be the target of spells or abilities this turn, which is one of the single most bestest abilities ever is. I mean, you look at something like Crystalline Sliver, and there's a reason why that one's like, you play that one, and somebody, the Sliver player plays the Crystalline Sliver, and you're just like, ah, because Shroud is good. It's not as good as hexproof, but you know what? It's pretty darn good. That and the fact that it's a three three for three. It's a it's a it costs three and it's got graft of three. So it's already, you know, pretty good. So and I it's like a the frog, frog thing. And it's a frog mutant. All <laughs> all the all the things with graft are mutants. There's yeah, no turtle mutant, though. No, not yet. Mm. I almost thought you were going to mention the, the Wall of Hats, the Vigian Hydropon. Well, because that's so cool. Because it literally just exists to be for grafting machine. Yeah. Yeah, for, for one, a green and a blue. It's, so for three mana, it has graft five, and it can't attack or block. So it's just, so it just sits there and holds counters to pass out to creatures. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Here's your plus one, plus one counter. It's the token fan that you keep on the sidelines, just like, give the team members high five and say, you guys did great, you guys did great. (laughs) And sometimes your opponent forgets that it can't block, so he'll see a 4-4 sitting there and he'll be like, ugh, and he won't attack you. (laughs) I'm looking at so much of this graph stuff, and it really makes me want to build a Simic Proliferate deck, because that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, the great thing about but this that, is... But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, the great thing about Graft is if you can do something that will give you plus one, plus one counters, like proliferate or something like that, then Graft just becomes awesome. But the problem is without that, you, you run out of counters eventually, you know. Yeah. Like the Wall of Although Heads has five. Once five guys have plus one, plus one counters, Wall of Heads is dead. Yeah. Although hopefully at that point, you know, you're, you're set. But yeah, it, it does have an expiration. Uh, some, a lot of these only have graph one or graph two. So it's a, it's a one shot sort of thing. Hey, here's a plus one, plus one counter. Sweet. Now you're a little bigger and you might get some nifty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Evolve, there's less dependency on, on that. All you have to do is play a guy with Evolve and then play bigger stuff. And most of the guys with Evolve are, by necessity, fairly small. Adaptive Snapjaw is, yeah. is kind of big on the front end, but has a tiny butt. So, yeah, most, either, either they're small or their um, or their stats are unbalanced, with one being big and the other small. Yeah, a six-two or a one-four with the clinging anemone, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Buh. if you have a clinging anemone, you might want to get that checked. Gotta love some. Um, some evasive, uh, not evasive, elusive crasis, crasis, uh, for one a green and a blue, a zero four, uh, fish mutant with evolve, and it's unblockable. So, I have seen this thing destroy so many people. It happened to me. <laughs> it happened to Mike. It's got such a big ass, but it's got zero power, so basically any, like the first two or three creatures you play are gonna grow it. Yeah. And it's unblockable. So even if you only get two counters on it, that's two a turn. And then you've got a 2-6. You know how hard it is to kill a 2-6 without targeted removal? Very. <laughs> even even with, with red limit target, targeted removal, it's still pretty darn hard. I didn't, I didn't without damage-based targeted removal. My yeah. bad. No, that's okay. That's okay. So. so yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. But it just keeps, it just keeps going. It just keeps getting bigger. Yeah. The, uh, the downside to it is that it, because you can only, you have that one creature and then it's just getting bigger. It's a little more one dimensional where basically what you're doing is you're taking a creature and you're making it bigger and you're getting more value out of it. Especially you think about like experiment one, you only pay one mana for it and it's kind of like, um, I'm not saying it's on the same level, but it's kind of like figure of destiny where you have such a low investment cost. And then over the course of the game, just by doing other things you want to do, playing more creatures, or with the figure, you're just spending mana, you're getting so much out of that one card. And I get that, and I think that's definitely true here, but I, it, the Johnny in me says you're just getting a big creature. Now, obviously, there are a couple exceptions, like the Simic Manipulator, but uh, for a lot of them, it's just kind of big, big, big. Yeah, there there are there are some cards that either use the plus one plus one counters as a resource, and uh, just a couple that can interact with plus one plus one counters elsewhere. But for the most part, it's just uh, get bigger. Like Brian is saying, that one dimension. So there's a little less outright flexibility. But hey, you have a huge creature that you're beating your opponent's face with. That is hot. That's true. So, well, I would probably give my vote to Graft simply because I feel like. There's a little more 
there's a little more potential for interaction here, both to be able to interact with your opponent, which especially in multiplayer is a little bit of politics. Like, oh, I have a guy with graft out. It's not really doing anything. Maybe Mike is going to kill us all. So, Dirk, why, why does this always happen? So, <laughs> so, so, well, just, hey, Dirk, you know, you, you're, you're getting the guy, you know, I'm going to give it a plus one, plus one counter. And maybe, you know, I can use that to tap it down or something later. So why don't you go ahead and swing at somebody else like Chewie or Mike? (laughs) So there's a little – and some of those creatures are a little more interactive, I think. I think Evolve is great, but I'm going to give my vote to uh, Graft with the understanding that certainly Evolve is a lot better. This isn't one of those cases like we've had with some of them like, um, oh, I don't know. And no, Radiance. really. Well, well, Radiance, thank you. See, I don't even remember it. Where it's just like, oh, I hate it. I don't like it. I like Evolve, but I like Graph better. Somebody else? I bet I can um, pick Dirks. Uh, Dirks. Mine's Evolve. <laughs> yep. And the, the big reason why is that, like with Experiment 1, there's a mechanism to keep the Evolve going. And... There's a, every time evolve happens, evolve triggers. Usually something is happening when that when that's going down, or there's there's some sort of outlet with it. You know, you get a big creature going, but again, there's you know there are creatures like uh, the fathom mage is another great example. When mm-hmm. evolve happens, you know, when evolve triggers, things happen in addition to it. Now the two go wonderfully together. Oh yeah, the two you know they they have some of the best symmetry in terms of old and new Ravnica with yeah. the mechanics working together, but my hat goes towards Evolve. Just because it's not a, here's a plus one, plus one counter, and now this creature's getting smaller and everything. Yes, Graft, it does usually offer an ability in addition to that, but you're making a creature intentionally smaller in doing so. With Evolve, you can only go up. It's all upside. It's literally. all up. There is, there is, you know, the downside, there's no special abilities, but your creatures are getting bigger. Because we don't like downsides anymore. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Gosh, this, this is really hard to choose. And actually, it really is. I'm glad that these has... two are both like, yes, this one, because Mike and I are apparently going, ah. Yeah, and I think I've, I've, act, I've ended up changing my mind between what I was thinking um, when we first started talking and what I'm thinking now. It's like, uh, graft, graft is really flexible and interesting and good, but it's also really fiddly and incremental and sometimes you gotta really deliberate about whether you really want that other creature to get smaller. Um, and, and that, that, that fiddliness gets aggravating sometimes. And it requires a lot of having to keep up with it. Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta be paying more attention. I mean, you need to be paying attention to uh, uh, evolve as well, but hey, if you miss an evolve trigger, well, you can just catch it later, and you don't really play another creature. Yeah, just play another creature. You don't really lose anything. Um, so I'll actually pick evolve, which isn't what I thought I was going to end up picking. Well, a pleasant surprise. I really don't think you lose in either way. So yeah, sure. And yeah. see, the- oh, go ahead. I was just gonna, like, like we said, you know, this is not a choice between two terrible things. This is a choice between which flavor of ice cream do you like better? Yeah. <laughs> Yummy or delicious? Pick uh, the awesome one. So, which one's the awesome one? 
So, I have a very heavy graft uh, element in my uh, unblockable deck. It's true. Well, I guess it's not really a heavy graft element. It was at one point. It used to be. It's yeah. plus and plus and cap, I think. Yeah, but even so, I, having heard all the arguments, uh, I'm going to make my judgment, and it's going to be, I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> I think the open-endedness of Evolve is is better, but then I also think that the ability to throw around counters to things that don't have the ability with Graft is also better. Hmm. Well, and and Graft, like was said, is that creatures with Graft have special abilities, and Evolve really doesn't have that. There are some that, again, like the the ones that I mentioned before, where something is going to, something like, does like happen, sim- but they're like not on all of them. Like Simic Manipulator, like um, uh, the Mage, where the two you mentioned, Renegade Crisis is another one. So yeah, but they don't they don't all have that. But but then yeah. not every creature with Graft has an ability either. Yeah. So I think after weighing all the options, I'm gonna have to go. I think I'm gonna have to go with Evolve. That's fair. Because again, I said the open endedness, the fact that it'll if you can get it to keep going, it'll keep going. And most of them, most of them are small enough to where you should be able to, to keep it uh, going. To keep it going without yeah. too much uh, effort. Yeah. yeah. And you're not giving it, as Dirk pointed out, you're not really giving anything up with it. Whereas, as soon as you move the counter off of a uh, guy with graft, that's one less counter you have to give to something else. So. And it's also making your guy with graft that much smaller, which can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Your graft options stop when the creature dies. Your evolve options stop when the creature gets too big. Oh, darn. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, My spoon, it's a little too big. Uh, so, well, And I really don't mind losing that. I'm still going to stick with, with graft, but I, I yeah. completely understand the argument here. I really don't mind losing that one too much. If I lose the next argument over the guild leader, though... You I'm gonna lose. Be, I'm going to be a little upset. I'm going to be like, oh... So, so that's okay. Well, one. let's let's keep that one in in uh, suspense. Then let's do the okay. guild mage. <laughs> okay, guild mage. So Ooh. the where is it? The simic guild mage. I love this guy. <laughs> what? Nothing. He, the simic guild mage just makes me laugh. Yeah, I love this guy. So he is an elf wizard, although you'd never know it from the art. He costs two blue green hybrid manas. Ma- manners, manners. We're in the south, you know. Uh, he's a 2-2, he's uncommon. All that is pretty standard. For one and a green, you can move a plus one, plus one counter from target creature onto another target creature with the same controller. So you can't steal plus one, plus one counters, you can only shift them. So that makes sense. And then for one and a blue, attach target aura, enchanting a permanent to another permanent with the same controller. Again, so you can't steal someone's aura. Give me that! Oh, you put a pacifism on my dude? Well, no, he's on your dude. No, 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 none of that. Yeah, and and part of the reason a guild mage would have the guild mage in a Revna, in original original Ravnica block. I can talk now, yay. Um, <laughs> would have an ability like that second one was because, like the return to Ravnica block, the original Ravnica block had a very significant um, uh, enchantments sub theme. Right, right, and that's why that's on there, which I think is pretty much the only reason that it's on there because. Simic as a guild doesn't really have anything to do with Auras. It was more pushing the block theme than the guild theme. 
Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. They've got... Well, there's, there's a little bit of the cut and paste there. Yeah. But. They did have shielding plaques, which is a really good one to be able to move around. But that's, yeah, but that's, that's, that's pretty that's, much it. That's, yeah. That is it, actually. Hmm. So I, it, like, it was more supporting the theme of the set than of that particular guild, which right. is fine. Not every card in the guild can be about that guild. It, that just doesn't work that way. And it is hybrid, so you might play it in a mono green deck or a green white deck. Yeah, I've got it in a, or at least I did. I can't remember if he's still there in a deck that was red, white, blue, <clears throat> just just for the blue ability. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah, he's really good with graft because he can move a counter back to a graft guy, so you can give it to someone else if you yeah. so choose. It's almost too bad. Of course, that's just... silly because you could just use his ability to put it onto the guy anyway. So, let's <laughs> just ignore that. that. They are, it is Ta-da. significant if something's about to die, you can just go, okay, everything that was on that thing is gone. It's important to note you can only move one thing at a time. Like, it's not remove all counters or all auras on that creature. Right. But, um, it's, I think it is useful for, oh, you're about to kill that, so let's just get all the women and children into the lifeboats and, you know. Save the save, counters! Save, save, save the can. counters! Save the counters! <laughs> Save the shielding flags. Yes. So that is... That's the Simic Guild Mage. Simic Guild Mage. Now, the, the not Simic Guild Mage, I can't find. What the it's hell the is... It's the Zamek Guild Zamek. That the very last creature. Zamek. The very last card on that. <laughs> Fool said Zamek. It's a trap. Oh, look, he's an elf wizard, too. There is I don't know. When I, when I hear a word like Zamek... Zamek. I hear a word like Zamek for some reason. I want to say, "Hey, Vegeta." <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sound to it. There is no Dana, only Zamek. That was random. Oh. <laughs> All right. So the Zamek Guild Mage. Costs, <laughs> I'm gonna mute while he reads that. Costs a green and blue for a two-two, and both visibilities cost green blue. His first one says. This turn, each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it. And his second one says, uh, part of the cost is also remove a plus one, plus one counter from a creature you control to draw a card. Wow, and both those are really pretty useful. I just, yeah. It just now registered with me that his first ability is, it's not exactly the same, but it's essentially the same ability as um, Novichen, Heart of Progress, it from is. Dissension. Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but it's basically the same. Hmm. It says, oh, okay, that puts an extra counter on each creature that came to play this turn, and his Makes does sense. it ahead of time. Yeah. I got it. I think the 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 Heart of Progress is probably a little more flexible because you're not committing up front. And, all right, I'm getting ready to do this, so, and now I'm going to play this creature, don't counter it. Instead, you you play the creature, and, uh, oh, okay, anyway, it's we're good. We're not comparing the made in the land, so... Oh, I'll be started. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has a serious seaweed problem. I'm calling it. I'm doing Zamet Guildmage all the way. I'm totally taking at least two of these and putting them in the, the uh, unblockable wizard deck because it's the right colors. He's a wizard. He has the magic words, remove a plus one, plus one counter to draw a card. Holy crap, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he's like an extra copy of that uh, wizard lord from... Uh, Sage, of Sage of Fables. But he's he's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he actually is, because he can give him the extra counter, and he can... Wow, that's weird. But this guy... This guy goes in there like something that goes in something I got. Like pigs go in a blanket. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
I kind of like the original one a little better, just as far as you don't have you don't have to to get and use a first ability, the Zemic Guildmate. You have to basically add a green and a blue to the cost of whatever you're playing. Uh, now, obviously, if you're playing something like um, where you get more than one creature out of it, like let's say you play uh, something that gives you well, like an Avenger of Zendikar. Paying a blue and a green and then playing an Avenger of Zendikar, that's pretty good. But for the most part, you're adding two. It's like, what if it costs two more? Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> with, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying you have to take that into account. It's not just strictly making it better. You have to take that into account. The Simic Guildmage doesn't do anything up front, but you've got a lot more versatility once you've actually got the things in play. And in theory, if you're playing with a Simic Guildmates, you're playing things with at least plus one, plus one counters on them, or auras, or both. So, and you can enable some shenanery with that. It doesn't draw you extra cards, but um, it, it can really p- make combat almost impossible, if not at least very difficult for the opponent, if you're if you're attacking with anything with plus one, plus one counters on it, uh, or holding them back to block, or anything like that. And depending on if if you go with the aura theme as well, the particular creature that's holding, for example, an Eldrazi conscription, it might matter which creature's holding the Eldrazi conscription, you know? <laughs> so it's just a thought. I'm I'll go with the Simic Guild Mage. Fair enough. What does uh what what does Leighton go with? <laughs> He's just not happy. Um, <laughs> so as I'm Staring at all this and everything, I'm looking at uh, the species Gorger, and I'm like, I could bounce. Oh, what's his name? The uh, coiled Oracle, coiling Oracle. I could bounce him back, play him, have the Zamic Guild Mage, which gives him an extra counter, and then I could do his second ability. And not only would I get from the Coiling Oracle's ability, would I get to either look at the card and either it goes to my hand or it's the land that goes into play, but then I could draw a card. That <laughs> seems oddly specific, but yes, that is correct. But no, that's literally there's what all I'm sorts thinking of things, about as there's I'm staring all sorts at the Zemic Mage. There's all sorts of things you can do with a Species Gorger. All sorts of things. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I hadn't even read it before. I, I don't know if I even have one. But as I'm reading, I'm like, Oh my, there's a lot of things you can do with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the problem is that, that both of them work so good together. Play them both. <laughs> play them both. When in doubt, play them both. Yeah, both I mean, be literally. Because it's, they all come in with a plus one, plus one counter. Simic goes like, hey, you need some more counters. Here you go. And then, and then you Zemic know, the Simic like, hey, goes, draw some cards. Yeah, let's draw some cards. Hey guys, I'm gonna draw some cards. <laughs> Let's be best piece forever. I think of of the abilities that are most useful. <laughs> the Zamic Guild Mage, I think, has the best feeding off of each ability, where one ability feeds into the other one. The Simic Guild Mage has, I think, it plays better into different play styles. Because again, you can move auras around, and you can move plus one plus one counters around. So that's very versatile. I'm gonna have to go with the Zamic Guild Mage though for my my vote. Again, both of them are great. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. But yeah. I have to lean towards the Zamet Guild Mage. I just want to say real quick, I love Layton in the background. He's not crying. It sounds like he's just like, <laughs> and I'm just enjoying it every time he does it. Because I can see, like, a baby Chewy sitting there going, <laughs> And when I say baby Chewy, I don't mean, like, a Wookiee. I mean, like, me. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. And his problem is that he he wants to either A, be held, or B, be fed. And if you're not doing one, if, actually, if you're not doing one or the other, he is not happy. <laughs> you are worthless to me. No pressure or anything, Mike. What? No pressure. I'm, I'm not too far away to hold or feed him. I can't help. No, I meant with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Uh, it's also like it's. I I go back and forth between thinking I wouldn't play either of these cards, and yeah, I would definitely play either of these cards. <laughs> and I can't, I think uh, I think there was a time when I would have liked. Simic Guild Mage a whole lot better, but at this point, and it has to do with what Dirk was talking about with the abilities feeding into one another, and partly with the abilities being just a little bit more outright more powerful. The Zamic right now, the Zamic Guild Mage is more appealing to me. But to, if you had asked me a few years ago, I probably would have said the other one. I have to admit that this, the Zamic Guild Mage, as Dirk kind of hinted around, and it didn't right, outright say this. The all you need. To make him good is literally play other creatures, have the extra mana to play them, and then play them, and then you can just draw cards off of them. Whereas with the Simic Guildmage, he doesn't actually put any plus one plus one counters or aura onto things that you didn't already have. So yeah, I mean, have- the, the Simic Guildmage's abilities are considerably powerful, but in the absence of any other cards, they're completely blank. Right. Kind of needs to bring the, the chips to the party. Yeah. It's a little bit like the problem that um, I think uh, uh, Rakdos Guild Mage had. No, the the new Rakdos Guild Mage, the Rick's Mahdi Guild Mage had. We were talking about the Rakdos Guild earlier. Oh, she yeah. needs a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. the the Zemet Guild Mage just needs dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Features. Do you want to play dudes? Well, guess what? <laughs> we no, got. I don't, don't want to play dudes. Why am I playing this thing? This sucks. This are there girls there? <laughs> you're you out there. You're getting drunk. Uh, it's in your deck. Why am I here? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally running creatureless deck, but I'm splashing for this guy. So when I play another one, I'm sad. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's another one for return to Ravnica. We've we've got the. Uh, Guild leader and the guild subordinate slash maze runner guys. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do one of those. That sounds fun. Let's talk about the guild leader. Omniban. It's the secret guild leader that you didn't realize was actually the guild leader in Ravnica. <laughs> <laughs> no, he turns everything into frogs. So. <laughs> He's oh. just a frog too. He's not a frog mutant. He's not a frog wizard. He's the frog. Omnibian. Yeah. It's now, like Omni Ban. I'm like, did I just get kicked off the call? 
No, if you don't know what we're talking about, Omnibian is awesome, and you should check it out, because Ribbit. I'm sure but, we'll uh, talk about him in a minute. I'm but sure. now, we, we have to be, we have to be specific. Are we going to talk, are we talking about the guild leader from a story perspective, or from the biggest legendary creature? I, I can't remember how no, we did this with the stories. We're talking about the for real guild leader. The for real guild leader. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about Momer Vig, Simic Visionary. Hey. Well, he's, uh, he costs three and a, a green and a blue. He's a two-two. Elf wizard. So whenever he's big you, on the elf wizards. Mm-hmm. Whenever you cast a green creature spell, you may search your library for a creature card and reveal it. If you do, shuffle your library and then put that card on top of it. So it'll end up on top. Whenever you play a blue, whenever you cast a blue creature spell, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, put that card into your hand. So of course if you play a creature spell that's blue and green, since there's lots of those in Simic, you can stack the abilities so that you go get the creature card first and then reveal, oh look, it's a creature card, and put it into your hand. Which is basically just a fancy way of tutoring for a creature. Which may or may not be blue and green so you can repeat the process. Or it can just be whatever that one is that you want. I would be surprised if this guy wasn't like seeing a lot of EDH play, because... Yeah, he does. Enables. Okay. I don't keep up with the trends, but I'm not surprised. He's very Johnny-tastic, and he he lets you do lots of cool stuff. He even interacts with weird niche cards, like the the Glacial Worm, that you can play while you're searching your library, so... There's a couple, there's a straight, there's a straightforward way to play with them, and then there's some kind of cool, interesting ways to play with them too. What so. is that guy called? Panglacial Worm. Panglacial. Okay. So, so yeah, but at it, but he is a 2-2 for 5, and he's not gonna, you're not gonna be winning with commander damage anytime soon, unless you've grafted the hack out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the leader these days? I don't know. The leader these the days? Your leader. Is- is a prime speaker Zagana. Look, for, the return of Murphal. <laughs> who for six mana is a one-one Murfolk wizard, uh, but she enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters, where X is the greatest power among other creatures you control. And when she enters the battlefield, you draw cards equal to her power, which can be a lot. Can be a heck of a lot because you know green and evolution and all that sort of stuff. Mukaba. Yeah. And she's, Prime Speaker Zagana has seen, you know, serious construct tournament play. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost kind of like an, an alternative, uh, Sphinx's revelation. Right. Instead of cards in life, you get cards in creature. Yeah. And she's guaranteed, just from the way she reads, she's guaranteed to be literally the most powerful creature you have. Yeah. When you play oh. her anyway. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, she's, but she's an evolve lord. Because yeah. she always enters the battlefield as one bigger than whatever else you have out. Yep. So she's pretty cool. And card draw is good. So now I've got, we, we the question is, hmm. the older one, which you have to pay five for, and you don't even get an immediate bonus, but when you get rolling, can you do stuff that is crazy silly. Either, like, you can build, and it's pretty much however you want to build your deck. You can either just do a lot of little cool things, or you can go completely broken and just do some ge- degenerate combo, or anywhere in the middle, really. But he still costs five for a 2-2, two, two, or you pay one more for her, and 
you get literally the biggest guy on the t- on your side of the table at that moment and draw. Well, if you're drawing any less than two or three cards with her, you're just not doing it right. You are in fact doing it wrong. You could draw even even more than that. So you're you're always getting her. She's always replacing herself and usually gets you a lot of cards off of it, and that's immediate. But then when she's there, she's a big guy. But that's it, unless you find a way to blink her or something like that. Then, then that's the extent of it. So what? So what's it gonna be? I'm gonna let somebody else start first because I feel like I'm always going first, and then somebody else does something <laughs> smarter than me. Like, and I, I'll, I'll, honestly, I really don't know. So well, I'll I'll go ahead and say, you know, Prime Speaker Zagana is really good and is powerful, but holy crap, Momer Vig. Like Brian was saying, Momer Vig can just be completely crazy and crazy crazy and 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 that puts him as an easy first for me like there there was there was a period of a few weeks way back then where i played a a green blue deck a green blue standard deck that played a couple copies of momir big and he was really really good in that deck um because i could just start drawing more creatures (laughs) to to keep to keep the beats rolling it it Mm -hmm. helped me help me stay in creatures to close out the game um, and you were always drawing the creatures you wanted to draw. Yeah. I I have to say Momer Vig. Momer Vig is just so crazy that he has to win. He, he must win. It is imperative. <laughs> Mike commands it. Is it a moral imperative or just imperative? No, just, just a crazy imperative. Okay, good, good. Because if you were going to say it's a moral imperative, ah... See, when you say crazy imperative, I kind of almost imagine a crazy Mike on the TV saying, come on down to crazy Mike's. You know, it is imperative. We will get you behind the wheel. Mummer Vig for president. <laughs> Since there was no voting, I thought I won that by default. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you're still in charge. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, so Prime Speaker Zagana, for six mana, you get a big-ass, big-ass, and a big-ass bunch of cards, minus one. No, you get a big-ass bunch of cards. Yes. It's a big-ass, big-ass, plus one, is what you get. Because whatever your biggest ass is, is that plus one. And then you get a bunch of cards, all those cards. And then she goes, rah, and hopefully kills something, or, you know. When she gets Swords to Plowshare, you you gain some life. But... (laughs) It's true. And... So that's awesome. Momer Vig is, uh, he, he's a, he's a bear that costs two and a half times what he's supposed to. But then, but then, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> he costs two and a half times what a bear should. I don't think that he is under for what he does. No, 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 not at all. I'm saying, but okay, if he's a bear. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want you being on the airway and somebody goes, oh my god, Chewie thinks that it <laughs> should cost two and be stupid. So, but uh, see, I don't know. Like to get the maximum effect out of him, you have to play multicolored creatures. But then you don't have to get maximum effect out of him. You, you can just have to play. Yeah, I mean, if you play a stupid mana elf, then you can go get whatever the hell green creature you want. No creature you want, put it on top, and then you're gonna get it next time you draw a card. Yeah, you can get literally whatever creature you want. Yeah. You, to get anything out of them, you do have to play blue or green creatures. So once again, not worth splashing for in your mono red deck, cause no. <laughs> but, but then you got problems. Hmm. 
after hearing my talk, I'm going to give my vote to Momer Vig, just because I, I think I feel pretty much the same way, and I think the Johnny in me really appreciates what he can do. I st- once again, I still like both of them. I kind of like the thought that uh, Prime Speaker Zanaga actually is a commander that, that you can actually win with, like through commander damage. And you might think there were a lot more of those, but honestly, actually, most of them are more strategic, at least that we seem to play with. So, but Momer Vig, Momer. Sounds See, like now you brought up commander damage, and I don't even... But we're not talking about commander necessarily, so yeah. That's just whatever you want to base it on, but... I think... I think i got to go with you guys. <laughs> so... Between the two of these, it depends on what type of game you're playing. That's very true. If you are playing, and it depends on your play style. Yep. If you are a, I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to smash your face in. Prime Speaker Zagana. If you are a, I'm sitting back and I'm going to, and I have stuff I have to pull out that is my win condition, then Momer uh, Vig. If you're looking for a short-term game, Prime Speaker Zagana. If you're planning on sitting back and taking your time and building up and doing stuff other than being, you know, I'm going to come and smash your face in, then Momer Vig. It completely depends on your play style. Mm. Sure. I mean, the, several of these that we've covered so far have also depend on your play style. Yeah. I mean, just the evolve and the, the graft also right, right. play into that as well. And that, and I think that's the one of the greatest strengths of this, of this, uh, guild is that they can really go one way or the other in terms of your play style. They're very yeah. versatile in that. Gruel, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Now, because of my play style, I like building up, and I like coming in, you know, with like a, a hurricane at the end. And so I'm going also with Momer Big. Rocky, but again, like a hurricane. If you're if you're looking for the guild leader who who probably is going to get net you the best short term value, Speaker Zagana is is the way. Because again, she if you're talking about the biggest thing on your side, Simic wise, you're talking about the the Simic Sky Swallower is the biggest thing. Oh my god. We'll get to that. Because yeah, Project yeah. Crash is, is a six butt. Not a Full six pack, set. he's got a six butt. Full set a six butt. <laughs> <laughs> he had, I think the Sky Swallower is the biggest thing for Simic as a whole. And because of that, well, if, if the Simic Sky Swallower is out, you're gonna have a seven seven and you're drawing six cards. Which could easily be fed into a bunch of other mechanics. But you, you're still coming in with a very big creature. Whereas, Momer Vig is gonna help you, oh, you played that? No problem! You want another one? We can make that happen. So, again, Momer Vig is my choice as well, so that's a pretty unanimous one. Yeah. It was going to be, um, well no, let, let, I'll say what I'm gonna say after the next one. So that, that one, so now it's two to one for Return to Ravnica versus Ravnica. Is that right? Uh, the official yeah. scorekeeper? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we've actually got the, the pets, the, the maze runner and the experiment. I, I don't, I, I don't. <laughs> Crash-tastic! Yeah, <laughs> uh, from old school Ravnica, you've got Experiment Kraj for two and two green and two blue. Uh, is a legendary ooze mutant 
It's a 4-6. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has tap, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature, and uh, Experiment Krage has all activated abilities of each other creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So this works really well with Raft, because you can go here, creature that just entered the battlefield, have a plus one, plus one counter, and Experiment Crash can go, yes, I can do that now. And if you don't want to do it, like right now, you can just, here, have a counter, so in a minute I can do that. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, um, oh man, it's been a while since I saw Heroes, because the show went really downhill. Plus it canceled, <laughs> which happens to shows that go downhill. But what was his name? Siler? Um, yeah. And it reminds me a little bit about that and how we would look at people's brains and say, oh, that's how that works. Uh, you know, and then um, he would kill them and the experiment doesn't really have to do that. But it's, in fact, it doesn't want to kill them. But it kind of has that, oh, so that's how you do that. I can do that too, sort of mentality. Anything you can do, I can do better. Experiment Crush has a uh, symbiotic relationship. Maybe parasit? No, definitely not parasitic. I would say symbiotic. No. What's the other one? There's another one? There's symbiotic, which is both benefit. Parasitic, where one and the other one's harmed. You're looking for mutualism. Mutualism? Yeah, I think you're right. It's the one where one benefits, the other one is neither helped nor harmed. Well, no, I'm pretty sure they both benefit, because Crush gets new abilities and that other creature gets bigger. That's true. It, and it may be debatable about which one is harmed versus helped more, but then you're getting into quantifying. So <laughs> Semantic <Yeah>. nonsense. <laughs> Silly rhetoric. Yeah, and Krash can get himself into some pretty wild situations. Like not too long after um, Planeswalkers were introduced, they had to they had to make another revision to the rules about planeswalkers and loyalty abilities because for a little while there was a loophole where experiment Kraj could gain a loyalty ability and just, you know, keep activating it over and over and over and over and over, and over again. <laughs> Think about like when they activate Gideon Jura, for example, and if you're like, hey, Gideon, have a plus one plus encounter. Woo! <laughs> no, but it was like, you know, yeah. you could, you could like turn Turn uh, Chandra into an artifact, make her into a creature, give her plus one, plus one counter, and then, you know, one damage to your opponent until he's dead over and over again with because, no restrictions. Because the experiment Kraj has no in, inherent, dis, inherent, can only act, activate this ability once per turn. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. The first, the first draft of Planeswalker rules, uh, the once per turn was tied to the Planeswalker card type. But then they had to revise it to say it was any loyalty ability can only be activated once a turn. Right. So yeah, that, that was funny. I kept thinking about was it Karn that you played the, play another game? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, wow. I'll do this one. Let's yeah. play another game. Yeah, all you guys, dump all your hands. Those are mine now. Let's restart the game. <laughs> Go. What oh, you guys are winning again? Jerk. Now let's play another game. <laughs> I hate you guys now. I can't even do that because they revised the rules and I still hate you. No one, Dirk, Dirk will be like, you attack me first? We're playing a new game. <laughs> uh, so, um, so who we got for the run in the maze? Maze oh, yeah, running. We forgot about this other guy. Uh, <laughs> so. of the cult, of the whole, whole clade? 
what in the hell is he talking about? And why is he a human merfolk? Stop it! Okay. He's pink. Well, when a man and a fish love each other very much. Oh, oh, that's how you get merfolk. So I guess when a merman and a fish love... No, wait. Uh, that's a that little, would that's be a merfolk fish. The shark guy. Uh, that's when you get shimble, shimble shark. <laughs> That one for a green and a white and tap for each counter on target wait, artifact wait, creature. Wait, wait, a green and a what? Green and a, a blue, yeah. <laughs> Whatever right. I didn't say. Um, for a green and a blue, tap for each counter on target artifact, creature, or lands, put another of those counters on that permanent. And it was worded this way specifically... To not double loyalty on plane, on planeswalkers because they have just come out and said, you know, it's kind of cool how you can do that with doubling season, but it's really not something we ever want to have to worry about or think about or, or plan for. You just shouldn't be able to do it. So no, 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 yes, no, no. So and some people are like oh, I don't like it as much. Well, you know, okay, so it doesn't interact with this one subset of cards. It's still pretty good. I mean, you know, I like doubling things. I like doubling things a lot. Doubling season, doubling cube. Well, this doesn't double. Yeah, this doesn't double anything. It adds one. Only if they've already only got one on it, though. Semantics. <laughs> maybe I maybe I kind of honestly missed that, and now I'm trying to cover up for it. But um, wow, that's not even as good as I thought it was. I'm not going to waste any time with this one. I'm just going to go experiment, Karaj. When I said that I really cared about the next one, I was really thinking about the big monster. So I was thinking about experiment, Karaj versus Prime Speakers and Naga because I thought that that would be a really interesting matchup. Uh, no, I I don't. I think Experiment Crawlers is really cool and interacts with so many things and so many possibilities. And Varel is like, have a counter. And, you know, I realize there's more counters than plus one, plus one counters. And, you know, sometimes you only get one counter on something for a reason. I get that, you know, and it could be powerful. But I'm going to, there's just no question I'm going with Experiment Crawlers. Yeah, yeah. I've never, Varel of the whole clade has always been the one. The, the maze runner that made me go, meh. So, and he's nowhere near as awesome as, uh, Kraj, so, yeah. Oh yeah, plastic bag. <laughs> it's, it's hard to evaluate these because both of them are so difficult to understand in the, in the fullness of what they can do. No, it's in not. The full, in the fullness of what they can really do. I'm just teasing. Go ahead. No, no it's not. Kraj can do anything and Burl can go have a counter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might be a very important counter. It might be a charge counter on a Magister Sphinx. It could be another arrowhead counter on your serrated arrows. That's pretty awesome, actually. And, you know, uh, some other stuff. It could be a reflection counter on things that care about reflections. could actually be a minus one, minus one counter. Yeah. It can, it can Ooh, be, be a, <laughs> can't be a poison counter because you can't target a player. Whoa, it could be another plus one, plus one counter on your graph land. <laughs> oh. Oh, you could put another net counter on something that was enchanted by Mercine. Wow. What I, a, yeah, so. because it says land on there, what are the, the lands in the, the commander decks that they come in with two? The vivid counters? lands? 
Yeah. Vivid lands are from Lorwyn. Mm-hmm. You can keep your vivid lands going forever. Um, there, there, there was a ten, the Tendo Ice Bridge. Just you know, woo. And hey, Nintendo Ice Bridge was cool back in the day. I, hey, I like it. I'm I'm not saying I'm just making that sound because it's you know you're basically just you're going you're jumping through quite a few hoops to keep it going. What I would love is if you know for some reason you had to tap it for either a blue or a green man. <laughs> and I oh it's gone already. <laughs> and it's gone. The ice melted. Yeah. And so so where so what do you think he, what do you thinking, Mike? Um, I almost feel like it's just a cop-out answer to say Experiment Garage, since he's so much flashier, but that's the best guess I can come up with at this point. I guess Experiment Garage is better. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I'll have to say here. Well, that counts. Yeah. Word. Well, was that all of us? Uh, I'm, I'm going with Experiment Garage. The only thing that I don't like about him is that he says activated abilities. So that means he can't have an evolve ability. Correct. He can't have first strike or anything like that either. Oh dear lord! He can get activated first strike. That that would, but Dirk, I think that's for to make sure it's clean. That would get so. Well, no. The best part is, is if if he were to be playing against a sliver deck, he could just be like, and that gets a plus one plus one counter. Now, Kraj is (laughs) like better than slivers. He's like. I'm a sliver too. A giant ooze that can do anything you can do, it can do better. Except okay. if you put a plus and plus counter on the sliver queen, and then it can pop out slivers. <laughs> this is a really weird conversation. <laughs> now my head hurts. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure now my ass itches too, just for the record. <laughs> I was I was just gonna suggest the uh the blue enchantment from New Phyrexia, where you name a creature type and all of your all of your creatures are the chosen creature you mean, type. You mean not conspiracy? Yeah, not conspiracy. The the one that's got the Yeah, yeah. that one, yeah. Or play the sliver stone thing from Future Sight where literally all your creatures are slivers. So build the ultimate experiment machine. So <laughs> So are they are they tied now? We've got two yes. for Ravnica and two then it comes down to the other category. The others, yes. The cool, awesome stuff that is not necessarily anything we've talked about. Well, let's look at old Simic then. Are we gonna take a break or are we just gonna keep on going? Oh. Eh, we've gone this slip. long. Let's just monster through. I don't feel like right. putting music in this episode. Ha! Well then, speaking <laughs> of monster, there's the all-powerful Omniban, also known as Omnibian. <laughs> it just turns things into frogs. That's so cool. It is really Ooh, freaking you're cool. You're a frog. And it looks so majestic. It oh, does. It does. <laughs> it's like he's got some wisdom that he could drop, but he's not gonna because you're not worthy. So he turns into a frog instead. <laughs> Flavor text says, this creature has hyper-evolved chameleonic abilities. It no longer mimics its surroundings, instead forcing them to take on its form. It's like, I could be you, but I'm I'm already great, so you're going to be me too. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and this interacted really interesting with all the creatures with graft, because... That becoming a 3-3 just changes the base stats, and the, any counters on it still get added on. Which, for all of the things with Graft, made them 
basically was a giant growth. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And well, we can't we can't talk about the old Simic without talking about uh, one of the best little commons, uh, coiling Ever? oracle. We all love coiling oracle. It's so good, and not so just good. because it's a snake elf druid. <laughs> that helps though. That's totally yeah, a plus. It does. What to do? For a for a green and a blue, it's a one one snake elf druid common, which is as catchy as some of the things. And when it enters the battlefield, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, you put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, you put it into your hand. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what that says is either accelerate or draw a card. Like that's what it yeah. really says. For two. For two. As you raise and a little one-one body, and you might say, "Well, you know, you're giving them some information," and that's pretty much the only trade-off. Is yes, you're giving them, you're telling them what you're drawing, but so what? It feels really good to hit a land with this. It really does. It almost feels like cheating, especially if you have two and you somehow manage to hit a land with both of them. It really <laughs> feels like you you just punch your opponent in the teeth. <laughs> you guys remember the? Uh, we talk about this one a lot. The blue green deck on I think duels twenty twelve or eleven or seven or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it was essentially just uh like explore. And, uh, coiling oh, yeah, or, it was, yeah, it, it was just ramp, 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 ramp. It was Kior Adwa's deck, yeah. It was who? Kior Adwa's deck. Yeah, there we go. And it was, it was crazy. And I don't think I ever took the coiling oracles out because not only is it either drawing a card or ramping in the land, but it sits there in the way. Yeah, that's it's, very important. I that. never really appreciated that part of it until I played Kior Adwa's deck one on one. And, you know, you've got two or three little dudes in the way, and every one of those that's in the way gets you one more turn to get that, you know, seventh or eighth mana to get something that's going to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just brilliant that it does all this for a green and a blue. Yeah, I I play a set of them in my um, Bant-colored Exalted deck. So then it's just like, oh, attack with this 3-3 Coiling Oracle. Yeah, Wait. Pretty ridiculous. It cannot be underestimated. No. Um, I also want to mention real quick one of the best counter spells ever. And yes, I know not everybody loves counter spells, but this thing does some work, which is void slime. For a green and two blue, uh, it's an instant counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. And the ability and the um, I almost said the ability, or I did say the ability, but the uh, the opportunity when it arises to just kind of pull this out and counter something that ordinarily you would not think could be countered, something they're kind of counter, they're, they're counting on, so to speak. Somebody plays a, uh, an Avenger of Zendikar. Wow, I'm talking about that a lot, but they play an Avenger of Zendikar and they're like, all right, I'm going to get some things. And you're like, I'll let you get, the, for whatever reason, you don't want to counter the Avenger for whatever reason. Maybe they've made it uncounterable. Maybe they have it sitting under a, um, uh, I don't know, something that doesn't let them counter it. Gaius Herald or something. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and you can go, hey, look, you don't get your guys. Or they've had something out for a while and they go to tap it to do something. And you're like, nope. And they're like, oh, I die. Yes. Or I like Void Slime. I'm just throwing that out there. I think he likes Void Slime. I might a little bit. Uh, one that I liked was Assault Zeppelin. Zeppelin. It is such a, like, benchmark nowadays. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what's so this? Her two, a green, and a blue. Got it right that time. It's a flying <laughs> trample beast. 
that has a 3-3, three, three, and it's common. And it's common. Mm-hmm. And it's common. And, yeah, like, we still talk about Assault Zeppelin when we're looking at, uh, like, Blue Flyers. Yeah, yeah. As well we should. Like, well, this is this, but Assault Zeppelin was a 3-3 three, three with Trample and Flying for 4, so I guess it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it's two colors probably is a bad idea. You know, we shouldn't be looking at it as a benchmark. But it was so ubiquitous in our playgroup mm-hmm. that it was just, it's just good. Mm-hmm. And while we're on flying Simic things, there's the Trigon Predator, which like shows up in like Legacy and Vintage decks and freaks me yeah. out. It yeah, does. I was gonna I was gonna pick him out for the same reason. Every once in a while, depending on the metagame and just the the composition of the field, you'll even see Trigon Predator show up in vintage lists. Yeah. I mean it is really good, don't get me wrong. Oh it totally is. For one a green and a blue, it's a two three flying beast. And when it deals combat damage to a player, you can naturalize something of theirs. Destroy an artifact or enchantment. And that's huge in Legacy and Vintage. Yeah. And it's really good in, like, multiplayer. Just, oh, well, I'm going to poke you for two and uh, blow up your, I don't know, your batter skull or something, you know. <laughs> something about that. flying beast. And it's it just a, makes it sound dangerous. And it looks like a, a manta with arms. And legs. Uh, yeah, or something. It's like a, it's almost like a, like a forest predator, like a cat or something, with a manta ray on top of it. This would fit just Meow. fine into Simic. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, there's also a special if, Yeah, I was wondering if Dirk was gonna bring it up early. If he wasn't, I was gonna bring it up, cause <laughs> it's a Simic yeah. Sky Swallower. I think whenever it got <laughs> spoiled, we all just thought, <gasps> it's still really good. I'm pretty sure at least one of us actually crapped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, when, when we drafted Brian's cube, Simic Skyswaller was in my deck, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yep, sounds about right. So for for seven, for five a green and a blue, six six, flying trample Leviathan with shroud. And see, the seven seven mana for a six six flying trample... Yeah, By that's itself good. sounds great. <laughs> that's awesome. The fact it has shroud in addition. Sorry, no way you're interacting with this. It's big and it's gonna trample over all your stuff, and you just can't interact with it. Yeah, this thing was the top of the curve in uh, standard decks and extended decks. Yeah, uh, it's probably still played in commander. It's probably still played in. You know, I don't ever see it in modern. That's weird. That's weird. It's probably yeah, just better thing. There's just so many situations where your only answer to it is just going to be the power of positive thinking. <laughs> or negative thinking. Yeah. You just yeah. have to hope you, you either have a big thing with... Because that's the thing, is that it's a big thing you can't target, and it's flying. And even if you could throw something in its way, it has to, it's going to give you trample damage. <laughs> it's a very hard thing to take care of. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of things you can play to get rid of it, but you don't have much time to go get them once he starts flying around. And he hands out a lot of damage with each swing. Yes. Was the, there was one, like, obviously I've got him in my decks and everything, but, uh, it was one of the, the, the Xbox Magic Planeswalker games. 
I ended up having to fight against it, and oh my gosh, I just kept throwing stuff in the way, in the way, in the way, and just kept eating me slowly but surely. And there was, and no matter what I did, there was just nothing I could do to fight this. That was Kiorotoe again, wasn't it? Yeah, I think she was the only person who had one in her deck. It might have shown up in another. It might have shown up in someone's reanimator deck, but I can't remember. Yeah, all I remember is, and I think, yeah, you're you're probably right, is that it was burn, burn, burn through the deck. Hey, here's a excited sky swallower. Yeah, here's something that you can't possibly deal with. What are you gonna do now? Well, because <laughs> uh. yeah, really, the best way to get rid of a, a sky swallower is to have something bigger than it and to attack the person with the Simic Sky Swallower. Because unless you unless you've got a flyer that's huge, like maybe one of the Jins is big enough to to knock it out of the sky, <laughs> there's very few flyers that can fight this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just hoping for a wrath. Do I have a wrath? Yeah. Is there a rev? Come on, rev. I'll even take Inferno at this point. Anybody? I don't. I don't know if there is a gin that big. You might have to go with. You might have to go with a demon or a to Goliath. get bigger than the sky swallower. Oh, great. Well, so the demon. Goliath, if Mike is controlling it, the demon will just say, "Oh, come right in. Have some tea." <laughs> oh, and by the way, once you're done with him, I'll have. A, I've got my score to settle with him too. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Abyssal Persecutor. The last Sphinx. Sphinx, I think, is an eight-seven. Oh yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, Goliath Sphinx is eight seven. I'm looking at the rest of Old Simic, and I don't really see much else that impresses mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I, 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 I was always a fan of. I was always, I was always a fan of the wishes, and so I kind of like research and development for the research part of. As an instant, <laughs> choose up to four cards you own from outside the game and shuffle them into your library. I just always like that sort of thing. It doesn't put them into your hand, but it's kind of like, hey, look at that. Um, I always love playing a wish and going, hey, um, Corey just played a phage. I'm going to go get a beacon of destiny. Sweet. I own you now. Um, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm, and the, those sorts of effects that reference that sort of thing, like research and like the wishes are so rare. They don't even, they, they start, they were, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. They don't print them very often at all because I think it's something that it, it's such, Difficult design space, you really don't want to exploit it a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I mean. Isochron Scepter and Blade Battle Wits, yeah. <laughs> wow. Now my head hurts. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, we, we already talked about Big Game Hydropon, and that was the only other thing I would have mentioned. All hats. Oh, there's Cytoshape. Cytoshape is crazy. For one, a green and a blue, it's an instant. An instant. You choose a non-legendary creature on the battlefield. Target creature becomes a copy of that creature until end of turn. So, it'd be like if I go, Mike, do your best Christopher Walken impression now. Uh, hello. That's it, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That is, in fact, his very best one. (laughs) I have been playing with Cytoshape in my um, Ink Treader Nephilim deck for forever because I think it's awesome and it leads to really... (laughs) hilarious lines of play where I'm like, and because each one is a separate copy, I can be like, hey, everybody else's stuff is now coiling oracles that are already in play, and my stuff is uh, you know, Better awesome stuff, you know. Woo! Yeah. I just think it's a, it's a trip. Yeah. But you can go, you are going to be that now. <laughs> and you can use it as like two-sided removal, you know, if 
you know, Harvey Joe is, or let's say Dirk is attacking Mike because that's what happens. <laughs> that is what happens. And mm-hmm. Mike blocks with something where they will bounce off of each other. You can, nope, nope, nope. Let's copy that so they'll kill each other. Ha! And you've just killed two creatures. I mean, that's the best case scenario, but still. So Could you Mike? use this to get rid of a, a dark steel creature? Like something yeah. with, with a indestructible? Yeah, you yeah. Can turn something else. Oh, that's, I didn't think of that. Ooh. Yep. Okay. So what's a new Simic that's cool? Well, there's a couple things. <laughs> I don't see any, but... Hey. Everything I'm looking at that I like has Evolve. <laughs> and there's some weird things, like Biovisionary, but I don't know if it's really exciting or not. Um, Beetleform Mage was so awesome for me at the Dragon's Maze pre-release. And... I've been meaning to try to put him in my in my band colored exalted deck, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I need to do that. I really like Beetleform Mage because for because for three mana he's a two two human insect wizard, and for a green and a blue he gets plus two plus two and gains flying until end of turn. You can only activate that once each turn. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a flying root walla. Root walla. It's a jumping root walla. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's... I was about to say, we regressed to Mario, haven't we? I was to say, that's a Super Mario Brothers spring, isn't it? A Super Mario World spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm good. <laughs> Experiment 1 has really made a name for himself. Yep. In all kinds of different aggressive decks. It's crazy. Well, I mean, everyone, even shortly, everyone knows after, shortly after he was even released, there were decks that, there was a deck called Experiment Jund that was, the whole goal was to play an Experiment 1 as early as possible and then do like Burning Tree Emissary, put a counter on it, into Flintoff Boar with a Mountain Out, put another counter on it, you know, and just swing for the fences, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So. Renegade Crassus is a good one. That plays well into the whole plus one, plus one counter. Whenever it evolves, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other creature you control with plus one, plus one counters, which plays well into having a graft slash evolve deck. He would be a linchpin. Oh. I know Progenitor Mimic excited a whole lot of people. And I know people are still excited playing him. Progenitor Mimic is, is really cool. He's the clone that starts making token copies of himself. During our upkeep, I'm still tripping on how that's how that's right, how that's <laughs> fair. Well, I mean, it's like followed footsteps, except you don't have to. It's not aura based. Yeah, and the aura based on that was always the pain. Yeah, so they took away the pain in the ass part of followed footsteps, and ta-da. Hmm. <clears throat> what else? I got nothing. Um, well, Brian uh, mentioned the biovisionary. Yeah. Visionary is that guy that if you control four of them, you win the game at the beginning of the end step. Yeah. Which will probably happen to most of us exactly once, and we will either be happy with that and stop, or no one will ever let it happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a big fan of unexpected results because it's just crazy, wacky chaos sort of thing. Just literally shuffle up your library. Hey, what's this? Cool, get it. And I love the fact that if you quote unquote whiff on a land, not only do you do you get the land onto the battlefield, but then you get the unexpected results back. So that's pretty sweet. Gee, Mike, don't you like that card? Yeah, and um I do like it. And I had two copies of my Mace Zen deck uh every once in a while. It got me another gate. 
And the other times, it got me a removal spell. And so, yeah, I, I really like the way it worked out. Did you ever hit an unexpected results within unexpected results? I didn't. That didn't happen uh, in any real game that I played. That would be unexpected. <laughs> and, and, and the... The cool part is, <laughs> the cool part is, is that if for some reason you don't want to, you, you don't want to cast a spell, it's not like exile or anything. You can just say, oh, never mind, and it just stays on top of your library. So you can pick it up and cast it later when it's a more opportune time. Like if you hit a bonfire of the damned, and you're like, well, damn. spell. Like, oh, well. <laughs> just draw this later. It's a miracle! Wow. I, I see what you did there, and I didn't appreciate it. I figured you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm unappreciated in my own time. Biomass mutation is really great for the one who wants to have the in-game in right then and there. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're doing. It is nice that it looks like there's a Godzilla match going on in the background. <laughs> yes, there's, that is definitely a... Massive kaiju scene going on. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Call it kaiju. I gotta go find this. Oh my Pacific god. Rim. I don't think I've ever paid any attention to what's going on there. <laughs> a, it's like giant frogman and giant lizard man and giant and a merfolk. merfolk. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> I guess he's watching. He's like, I got this. <laughs> I got winner. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk mentioned the species scourge earlier, and while he was talking about it, I read the flavor text. Um, it says, we raised eel hawks to control the squid flies, then wasp crabs to prey on the eel hawks. Now, what do we do with all these wasp crabs? <laughs> That's disgusting. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Buh. <laughs> hey, Scott, can I get a background buh? <gasps> Excellent. There he was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, trying to find. I knew there was something I, else here I wanted to talk about. I'd just be stretching. I think if I came, if I tried to come up with anything else. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like manaplasm um, because I think it's cool, but it's another counter spell, and you counter something and you get the mana from it later. That's yeah. maybe plasma yay. capture. Plasma Manaplas- capture. What yeah. I say? Manaplasm. Manaplasm. That's something else. Sorry. I always liked uh Mystic Genesis as far as crazy counterspells go, too. Yeah. Instead of getting the mana for it later, you get a big-ass dude. So you counter-target spell and get an XX ooze, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. That's that's pretty cool. There was a one card from uh, oh. Return to Ravnica. No, not Return to Ravnica. It was the second block, the second uh, one that Simic was in. And it was one that I had at the pre-release, and it was the one that makes the big ooze counters, the XX ooze counter, by pulling counters off of creatures. And I beat the dog out of my opponent when that came in, and I had a bunch of evolved creatures out. All I had to do was play one creature, and all of a sudden, like, three creatures got plus one, plus ones. And even if I didn't play anything else, all of a sudden, the next turn, I got a 3-3 ooze creature. It was great. <laughs> Just beating the dog out of people. Oh man! I, oh, my, the one thing I think I wrote down was, and then the ooze counters jumped on my opponent and beat the dog out. My favorite is still the Fathom Mage. I think that's great. 
Because I think that was actually part of it all is that the Fathom Mage was out, so evolved, evolved. Plus one planet owners were stripped from it. Evolve, evolve, strip them away again. Evolve, evolve. It was just a great combo. Just drawing cards like there's no tomorrow. Yes. But don't worry, Dirk. There is a tomorrow. And the sun will come out tomorrow. Hmm. Bet your bottom dollar. So we've talked about a bunch of these cards. Who's going to win here? Uh, what's what's weird is that once you get away from the uh, the mechanics, both are kind of like there's a couple of really cool cards and the rest are just kind of meh. Mm-hmm. But there's also a bunch of cards that just play well in all sorts of decks, like um, Coiling Oracle. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from the original, from the original block, the the stuff that's just la, 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 that's just amazing, like Coiling Oracle, Momerveg, uh Assault Zeppelin, Dragon Predator. Oh, and yeah. Sky Swallower, duh. And then the rest is kind of, and Void Slime, I guess. And the rest is kind of, meh. You go to the new stuff, and there's uh, Progenitor Mimic, and uh, <laughs> Prime Speaker. I'm, 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 oh, God, I forgot about Master Biomancer. He's not fair. Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to call this. I don't know. Anybody have a gut reaction or something? Um, I, uh, uh, I agree with him. <laughs> thing is, that, like, there's there's just so I, many of these cards that just weren't my thing, so I don't know what to say. I felt like we talked a little more about a greater number of cards in original Ravnica. There were more yeah, we cards did. that kind of stood out to me there. I would probably throw the vote that way with this other stuff, just as far as random, you know, oh, look, Simic Sky Swallower, you know, XYZ, those sorts of things. Uh, Coiling Oracle, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I didn't mean, feel those like two, the, I didn't... Those two by themselves lean it heavily towards Old Ravnica. They, they do, and, I re- and, and there are certainly more, but I didn't feel like anything in New Ravnica... Uh, and, and Return to Ravnica really resonated the same way. It was like, oh, look, that's kind of cool, but not the same. Wow. Didn't have the it factor. Sorry, girlfriend. Put. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Oh, uh, it just didn't bring it. You know, I think I think Brian might be right. Yeah. If I, there was, I so. if I was trying to build a deck that was green and blue, I would probably pull more heavily from old Ravnica. Mostly because, A, that was, that was my high time with magic. Obviously, since Return to Ravnica has come out, I don't play as much as I used to. Thus, I don't recognize a lot of the new cards as much as I probably should. But, if you're looking for a knockdown, great, this has got great support, great finish, old Ravnica I think has it. New Ravnica, you've got to sort of build your way into it. Of course, Speaker Zagana is going to help you get there. <laughs> you got a big thing, she's going to be a little bit bigger, and she's going to help you draw a card to get there, too. But I do think that old Ravnica has my vote in terms of the block with the best stuff in it. Yeah. The better stuff. Because, I mean, both have great stuff. But things that I would rely on, think back to, oh, this would be great for this deck. I would probably go to Old Ravnica. Yeah. 
And, of course, I mean, there's one more thing that just pushes it completely into old Ravnica. Omniban. <laughs> Omniban. <laughs> or Omnibian. It's yeah. true. All the cool kids are calling it Omniban now. Tap to turn you to a frog, Sway. There's some guy that we went to high school with who used to say that all the time. It was weird. He's like, turn you to a frog, Sway. We're like, what? I don't know where that is. He also stole things. Oh, such a nice guy. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Anyway. He wasn't majestic though. See, this guy's majestic. <laughs> Look at that. Look at all that majesty. <laughs> so wait a minute, is this one for the old? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm not keeping track. Has the old one any yet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Old one, oh. In terms of the whole shebang? Yeah, the whole shebang. I don't know that it had because send us an email and let us know if old has won anything yet. Honestly, oh, I feel like no offense. I mean, we've been playing obviously since prior to even old Ravnica, but I feel like they have really honed their craft in R and D, and the the quality of the sets they're putting out these days is just incredible. Thinking about Return to Ravnica, thinking about um, Innistrad block, and now with Theros, geez, these are just. I just think they're doing a great job. So it's hard to for any of the older sets to even compete, which may be why it feels like it's kind of going toward the newer set overall. I don't know that this might be the first win for original Ravnica block. Did wait, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Do you think I want to say something else won? Do you think old Golgari might have been able to win? It's possible, but I can't remember which way it went. Yeah, uh, um, maybe. I don't remember. Oh, well. Somebody will send us an email and be like, hey, stupids, and we'll be like, right, right, right. Sorry. Right. We knew that. We were testing you to see if you're paying attention. Right? No. Yeah. Dang yes. it, man. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I guess we should call it then. Like, the episode, I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... There isn't enough time for that other thing, it turns out. Yeah, not even. Because Simic took a while. So, uh, final thoughts, Mike? Um, final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that the conversation about Simic turned out to have so much meat in it. Um, there, there is something on a more serious note, I want to say. Uh, you know, we do have, we do have so many friends and listeners, um, in, in the Philippines and those of you who are paying attention to the news, uh, we'll know that, you know, recently one of, one of the strongest storms in recorded history, period, recently made landfall uh, on the Philippines. There's a lot of people, uh, in, in, in trouble right now who need to hear about there. So if there are any, if there are any, um, uh, charities or other aid groups that you can get involved with to help out over there, that would be great. And just want to let you know that's, that we're thinking about you over there. Yeah, I so did, uh, check with Jars to make sure he was okay. Mm-hmm. And he said that the storms hit in the provinces south of Manila mm-hmm. and that they didn't have any family or anything down there. So he and his family are good. Oh, that's good. So that's good. I checked with him, I think it was yesterday, because when I got to work, it, the new, instead of, uh, the radio being on the usual, um, I call it Yay Jesus music because Kevin, who is the preacher, comes in in the morning and always turns it on, the Yay Jesus music. Instead of that, it was this British lady talking news at me. And I was like, what's going on over there? And she, it was BBC News, and she referred to Lance Armstrong as, I quote, a drugs cheat. And that made me so happy to hear the term drugs cheat. 
But anyway, I, I don't pay attention to the news at all, like, because it's all bad news, so I don't bother. Like, don't you want to know what's going on in the world? Clearly I don't, because I don't bother. But uh she kept talking about the Philippines, and I, so I stopped and listened, and I went, oh, my God. And so the next time that I was able to, like, get my phone out, I uh, checked, and I saw that Jars had posted stuff on Facebook since then, and I went, huh. So, yeah. Not that we're singling Jars out, but Jars, he's the guy who did our, our logos, or our, our, our cartoon faces, yeah. and a bunch of other art that I've sadly not used yet, but, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm definitely glad he's okay, but uh, our sympathies go out to anyone and everyone uh, affected by Typhoon. What was its name? It had like a very ominous sounding name. Um, I, see, I've read two different names for it. The the name that the Philippine authorities used for it was uh, Yolanda, if I'm remembering correctly. But I, uh, uh, Hayan? Hayan? Hayan was the other name. Yeah. Or Yolanda. Okay, well. I wonder if it's the, it'll be a hyphenate, you know, Typhoon Hayan Yolanda. Hayan, y- Hayan Yolanda. I can't even say it. Yeah, then maybe it won't. <laughs> maybe it won't be hyphenated, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yes. Everyone, uh... Rather than sending money to MTG Cast, screw those guys. <laughs> and they don't do donations anymore anyway, so screw them twice. Uh, definitely look into helping out, like there's, uh, care.org and doctorswithoutborders.org and all that sort of thing. There, there are probably a bunch of them by now, so please do help if you, uh, feel the need and would like to help out and be a nice person. Yay. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your final thought, Mike. That's alright, that's all it was. <laughs> oh. Well, screw you then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, <laughs> Scott's in the kitchen and he just said with a Sam accent, you're a funny guy, go away. <laughs> Family show. Family show. Yeah, well, you started it. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> so who who's next? Dirk, what you got? Um I really don't have a major final thought. Like I said the like we're out where I am, uh I've been looking for the command, uh, the new commander decks, and I've been kind of frustrated that it really is uh, Hypermind is the only place I can get them. And unfortunately, they, I had a feeling that they, that things were going to be marked up, and they they have a very good reason why is because since they are a card shop, people trade cards there, and people there they have already had people buy it like from others like you know Target and all that, and they come and they try and sell like trade them in the cards, yeah. and so they had to mark them up. Which I, again, I understand, but it's still kind of frustrating because, and again, I can, I went to, to Target, I, I convinced Chelsea to go to Target, and I even told her, was, I'm kind of going out to see if they have the Commander decks. And so, I do have one, I really want to get at least one or two more, but it's, it's just frustrating. Well, let so. me know, Dirk, I can pick them up for you, they're all over the place around here. Okay. So, well, uh, whenever we get done with this, uh, we'll we'll discuss that. Word. But that's my final thought. Right? B. I'm tired. I um. <laughs> I don't really have a major final thought at this time. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing these guys soon. I'm not going to DC, but maybe we'll all see each other sometime after that. Maybe the week after that. Intent. Um. So we'll discuss that really quick. So I'm just gonna. Not say anything else, and hopefully Chewie will only take like two minutes, and then we can talk about something else Yay. after the show. Five yes. hours later. Five hours later. 
Good night. Uh, so my final thought, I actually don't think I have anything at the moment. I need to eat, and I'm also tired, and and I wish various friends of mine were not uh, crazy or sick or lunacy or oh my god. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, cause I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to DC and ask people three questions. <clears throat> Speaking of which, I might need help coming up with three questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, Brian, Dirk. <laughs> but other than that, I think I'm good. So. This has been the all simic, all dancing, all singing, all simic episode uh, 302 of the Manipool. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic.